We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Away we go, episode 705 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023, the day before Thanksgiving 2023. I am reminded of an exchange that Jay Gruden, during his time as Redskins head coach, had with a reporter years ago. Here you go. We're um, a, a week away from Thanksgiving. What is your favorite Thanksgiving tradition, or what, what do you like, enjoy most about Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? We're talking about Thanksgiving now? <laughs> yes, Jay, we are talking about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is on Thursday, when we also have Jay's former employer, uh, which now is known as the Commanders Playing a Game. Hello and welcome to this Wednesday installment of the Al Galdi Podcast. Week 12 of the 2023 NFL regular season is giving us the four and seven commanders at the seven and three Dallas Cowboys on Thursday afternoon, Thanksgiving at 4.30. How will the commanders respond to their 31-19 loss to the New York Giants at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon? Are the commanders on Thanksgiving going to get smashed at the Cowboys? Is commander's managing partner Josh Harris going to fire head coach Rod Rivera Thursday night slash Friday morning? Or might we be in store for a most improbable win for Washington in its rivalry with the Cowboys? Remember the Colt McCoy game in October 2014? Perhaps we'll have the Sam Howell game on Thursday. Something to think about. Uh, Coming up on the show, in-depth preview of Commander's Cowboys. I will examine the game from the perspectives of both the Commander's offense and the Commander's defense, including key comments from quarterback Sam Howell from his pre-practice press conference on Tuesday and Ron Rivera from his post-practice press conference on Tuesday afternoon. I also have for you my rhyming keys for a Commander's win and a prediction for the game. But before all of that, A special guest. I next segment am going to speak with Tony Pauline. Tony Pauline is a consulting editor and NFL draft analyst for SportsKeeda.com. Tony has come out with some reporting on what Josh Harris is thinking 
with the future of Commander's football operations. Let's be honest, what is next for the Commander's matters a lot more than what is now for the Commander's. And so Tony is going to tell us about what he has been told about what Josh Harris is thinking. Tony also is going to talk Sam Howell, including whether the Commander's, if they wind up with a top 10 pick in the 2024 NFL Draft, should be open to taking a quarterback. Uh, And Tony has some really interesting nuggets on what exactly happened between the Commanders and edge defender Chase Young before they traded him. Trust me, you don't want to miss that. High-level Commanders intel with Tony Pauline next segment. Also on the show, college basketball. Some thoughts on wins for Maryland and number 22, James Madison on Tuesday night. The Terrapins snapped their three-game losing streak with a 92-68 win over UMBC at Xfinity Center in College Park, Maryland. The Dukes, they have their first 5-0 start to a season since the 1981-1982 season. An 82-76 win over Southern Illinois and Riviera Maya, Mexico on Tuesday evening in the 2023 Cancun Challenge. Uh, Before we get to some feedback, a few items. Liberty, it finally is in the college football playoff rankings for this season. Uh, The Flames, number 25 in the latest CFP rankings, which came out on Tuesday evening. Uh, No, Liberty will not be making the college football playoff, but still, this is a terrific achievement. Liberty has been an FBS program only since 2018. Also, a free agent defection for the Orioles starting pitcher Kyle Gibson. He on Tuesday signed with the St. Louis Cardinals, a one-year contract with a club option for 2025. The O's signed Gibson as a free agent to a one-year contract last December. He, for the O's in the 2023 regular season, had a team-high 192 innings pitch, but also an ERA plus of just 87. Uh, ERA plus is ERA that's adjusted for a player's league at home ballpark. 100 is average. Above 100 is good. Below 100 is bad. So Gibson consumed innings, and he's known as being a really good guy, but uh, he was a well below league average pitcher. His record for this past regular season was 15-9. and nine. Another example of how misleading pitcher win-loss records can be. He went 15-9, and nine, but had an ERA plus of just 87. His uh, raw ERA was 473. You can hit me up on X at Algaldi. You can email me, the Algaldi podcast at yahoo.com. The feedback on what is happening with the commanders continues to pour in. Email from Justin writes, Justin, I'm in the Virginia National Guard and I am thankful that I had training this past weekend so that I didn't have to watch what was arguably the worst game of the Rivera era. I, on most training weekends during the football season, will watch the game recorded. Thank I don't have to nor want to watch this last debacle. Ron at his hiring was the best person for the job. I still believe that. He helped to stabilize the franchise and helped to navigate the last years of Dan Snyder's ownership tenure. I think that we all knew that Ron was a lame duck head coach coming into this season. Thank you for your service, Ron. I'd like for the Commanders to win on Thursday, but honestly, at this point, I don't really care anymore. I'm with you about wanting to see Sam Howell do well, even at the cost of us losing out the rest of the season. Happy Thanksgiving, Al. Hail to the Mandos. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for the email, Justin, and thank you for your service. We thank Ron Rivera for his service, and we thank Justin for his service. Uh, Yeah, 
Uh, I, for the rest of this commander season, care far more about how Sam Howell plays than I do about the results of the commander's games. Uh, email from Yasin writes Yasin, first off, happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I enjoy your podcast. I actually attended the commander's loss to the Giants. It was my first trip to FedEx Field in several years. <laughs> oh boy. I left early in the fourth quarter after the Giants took a 21-12 lead, and I swear I felt like watching my old high school football team back in my teenage years, knowing that the team would find ways to lose football games. It was so bad and frustrating all around, despite the defense having nine sacks. I do not understand why Ron Rivera is still employed. Don't give me the short week nonsense. This loss to a bad and hapless Giants team was a fireable offense. Josh Harris needed to go down to the field after the game and fire Rivera immediately and not allow Rivera to speak post-game. Now, we all know that Rivera and the entire coaching staff and front office that he hired will all be gone. The real question is how Josh Harris can rebuild the commanders. I honestly think that rebuilding the team is going to be harder than anyone thinks. While everyone is excited for the offseason, the entire roster must be overhauled from scratch immediately via the draft and free agency. Secondly, the team needs to get out of FedEx Field immediately. The stadium is the worst in the NFL and is a cursed dump on the entire organization. The stadium is filled with too much bad mojo and too many bad vibes all around, and the traffic is a total disaster. The arena drive exit to the stadium this past Sunday was horrendous, and Maryland State Police did nothing to control traffic flow to the stadium. This will be my last trip to a commander's game at FedEx Field until the team gets a new stadium. The commander should work a deal to play home games at Audi Field in D.C. for a few years until a new stadium is built. Playing home games at FedEx Field will lead to no success at home going forward. Finally, the new general manager and head coach hires must be home run hires, and they must start winning immediately, as in next season. These people need to deliver results to show what the people are doing is working. Thank you for reading this email, and I hope that you and your family have a happy Thanksgiving. Well, thank you for that, Yasin. Same to you. Uh, sorry that your uh, FedEx Field experience was not a good one. Uh, you know, the problem with the commanders playing home games at Audi Field, among many problems, uh, is that Audi Field has a capacity of just 20,000. Uh, the commanders, for all of their problems this season, are regularly selling out games at FedEx Field. That loss to the Giants this past Sunday afternoon was a sellout. Uh, there is revenue coming in that would not be coming in if the team played its home games at Audi Field, but uh, I get the points that uh, Yassine was making. Hey, at least Audi Field has water for post-game showers <laughs> for players. Uh, such was not the case at FedEx Field this past Sunday. Email from Thelonious Funk writes Thelonious, who refers to Ron Rivera as Con Ron, as a play on my nickname for Ron, Don Ron. I was not at all surprised by the loss to the Giants. It appears that Con Ron's leadership and coaching style resonate across the coaching staff. After weeks of watching the secondary issues not get fixed, I believe that Jack Del Rio doesn't really coach the secondary like Ron doesn't really coach the team. 
Both guys appear to delegate issues and fixes to the position coaches. Thus, Sam Mills III got fired last year after the defensive line underperformed. This year, it's obvious that JDR misses Chris Harris. The DBs can't play man-to-man, and they showed against the Giants that the DBs cannot play zone either. I cannot wait until the end of the season for Josh Harris and his group to go scorched earth and totally clean house. Uh, Thank you for the email, Thelonious. We have talked about the Chris Harris thing, and it certainly is worth considering. The Tennessee Titans this past February 7th announced the hiring of Commander's Defensive Backs coach Chris Harris as Titans Defensive Pass Game Coordinator and Cornerbacks coach. Uh, Harris had been Washington's Defensive Backs coach since January 2020. He was a very well-regarded defensive backs coach. Although remember, Washington's secondary in the 2021 season did not have a good season, but the secondary was really good in the 2020 and 2022 seasons. Now Harris is gone. The commander's defensive backs coach is Brent Wieselmeyer, who was promoted from assistant defensive backs coach and nickel coach. And yeah, there may be a big time drop-off from Chris Harris to Brent Wieselmeyer. Uh, You know, Brent Wieselmeyer, prior to being hired by the Redskins in January 2020, was the head coach for Santa Margarita Catholic High School. He was coaching high school football prior to being hired by the Skins. Uh, Well, hopefully, whoever is coaching Commander's Defensive Backs next season does work as good as the work of Nova Fireplace and Stove. If you are in need of fireplace stove or chimney work and you live in Northern Virginia, get with Nova Fireplace and Stove. Nova Fireplace and Stove is outstanding. It handles gas fireplace sales service and installation, handles gas, electric, and wood stoves, and handles chimney cleaning and repair. If you live in Northern Virginia, stay warm and upgrade the feel and value of your home with Nova Fireplace and Stove. Call Nova Fireplace and Stove at 571-513-3803. Mention that Al Galdi sent you and receive $1,000 off select in-stock gas inserts and $1,000 off select in-stock wood inserts. Offer good while supplies last, but this is a tremendous deal. Nova Fireplace and Stove, it has been around for more than 20 years. It is run by big commanders fans, my guys, Daniel and Stewart, and it has outstanding professionals. Uh, Whatever the work that you need done requires, Nova Fireplace and Stove has. Master gas fitter, master electrician, class A contractor, licensed chimney inspector, and because of this, Nova Fireplace and Stove can complete your project without the need for any subcontractors, and Nova Fireplace and Stove can pull all of the necessary county permits for the work that is being done. Additionally, Nova Fireplace and Stove can perform fireplace and chimney safety inspections. See for yourself the work that Nova Fireplace and Stove can do. It has a showroom in Woodbridge, Virginia, and has a terrific website, Nova Fireplace and Stove. Dot com and take advantage of this great deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Call Nova Fireplace and Stove at 571-513-3803. Mention that Al Galdi sent you and receive $1,000 off select in-stock gas inserts and $1,000 off select in-stock wood inserts. Join the Nova Fireplace and Stove family and experience the fireplace service and care that you deserve. 
Call 571-513-3803. That's 571-513-3803. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Hey, five-star ratings and positive reviews of the podcast help us out a lot. You want Apple Podcasts and on Spotify can rate the podcast. Five-star ratings are very much appreciated. And you want Apple Podcasts can write a review saying that you like the podcast. The review does not have to be long. can be just a sentence or two. Uh, but thank you very much for doing the ratings and the reviews. Before we discuss what went down with the Commanders on Tuesday in preparation for their game at the Dallas Cowboys this Thursday afternoon, Thanksgiving at 4 30. Uh, I want to discuss what could be coming for Commander's football operations in the bigger picture. Uh, Ron Rivera, for now, remains the Commander's head coach in a, wait for it, coach-centric approach. <laughs> but the 31-19 loss to the New York Giants at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon has crystallized what already was apparent. Ron is not lasting as Commander's head coach beyond this season. And the managing partner, of the Commanders. Josh Harris already is planning for what is next with the team's football operations. We welcome a special guest to the podcast, Tony Pauline, consulting editor and NFL draft analyst for SportsKeda.com. Tony has been a top NFL draft analyst for years. He knows the league very well. And Tony, this past Thursday, November 16th, came out with a piece that had a lot on what Josh Harris is thinking with what is next for Commander's football operations. Quote, as one source told me, the goal in Washington is to get rid of the Daniel Snyder stench. (laughs) Obviously, this means a complete cleansing of the front office and coaching staff at the end of the season, if not beforehand. So what does owner Josh Harris have planned for the Commander's? Harris who has a basketball background and is managing partner for a group that purchased the Philadelphia 76ers in 2011, has reached out to people in the NBA on structuring the Washington Commanders front office similar to what we see in the NBA. They have consulted with former 76ers star Elton Brand on the potential future setup of the front office. Sources speculate that the new organization won't be as a cutthroat as the Snyder regime, and could offer players a voice in decision-making. End quote. Elton Brand is the uh, 76ers general manager. Uh, You can follow Tony Pauline on X at Tony Pauline. Uh, Now, Tony also is co-host of a New York Giants NFL draft podcast called Draft Season New York Giants. Tony, nice to talk to you. Uh, Are you guys done laughing at us off yet another Giants win over the Commanders this past Sunday afternoon? Well, you know, I'm actually, I don't laugh at anybody considering I'm partial to the New York Jets and I've been a New York Jets season ticket holder for 43 years. So, uh, you know, I'm in no position to to laugh at anybody. (laughs) Okay, I got you. I am assuming that you, like the rest of us, expect Josh Harris to fire Rod Rivera uh, no later than the week after the end of the Commanders 2023 season. Am I correct in that assumption? No later, right. I mean, it could happen beforehand. And, you know, if you read my piece at Sports Skeeter last week, from what I'm told, it's going to be a complete uh, complete house cleaning. As I said, uh, you know, 
the object there, the objective there is to get rid of the stench of Daniel Snyder. And I would be shocked from what I'm hearing if wholesale changes aren't made, uh, not just uh, firing the head coach. Yeah, and uh, most Commanders fans, myself included, are on board with that. So we read what you wrote. The notion of Josh Harris structuring the Commanders front office in an NBA-like way, what exactly does that mean? Well, this is what was told to me. And basically, they said that they wanted to get rid of the cutthroat mentality that Daniel Snyder had throughout the organization. And you know the new owner, Josh Harris, has a, has a basketball background. And, he, you know, it's something, it was presented to me to be either more player-friendly or players having a say in things that are happening like they do uh, in the NBA. Now, I think, I don't know that that's, that's a definite strategy moving forward, but it's something that they are considering. You know, it's something to move away from the way Daniel Snyder ran things and to move in in this direction. I I read a lot of concerns on Twitter or X, what I uh, I still call them the Redskins. I apologize. (laughs) uh, uh, You know, concerns that the uh, commanders fans have. And I understand it. But I think at this point in time, from where you've come from or from where they've come from with Daniel Snyder, what they're moving in with Josh Harris, you got to give Harris the benefit of the doubt because he's had some success. He's a smart man. Uh, I mean, he's been very successful. Uh, I, I would agree that it's very dangerous to basically give players a large say in, in, in a sport that's got, you know, 53-man rosters and, and, you know, a very limited season as compared to the NBA Look what the Jets have done with Aaron Rodgers, where basically he's, I don't want to say he's calling the shots, but he's as close to calling the shots, uh, you know, as you can. And that's not worked out for a variety of reasons. But I, I just think that this is one option. I was told it goes much deeper. And, and there was a lot more that I knew that I did not uh, put in the story because I was asked not to. Uh, but he, he's, you know, this is just one avenue that he is looking at, he being Josh Harris. You mentioned the New York Jets. Would they be the best example of an NFL team incorporating player thoughts into player personnel? Uh, Well, it's one player, and I think it's born out of desperation with the Jets. I don't think it's a strategy that was put in place by the Johnson brothers or by Joe Douglas. I think it's more desperation in the sense that, you know, Robert Sala, the head coach, and Joe Douglas, the general manager, are basically at the end of the rope here. Uh, they, they selected uh, Zach Wilson a couple of years ago. 2021 is the second pick of the draft. They trade away Sam Donald, and it's turned out to be disastrous. And they felt all along that they just needed one player, uh, and that one player being a quarterback. So they went in all in to get Aaron Rodgers, and going all in – To get Aaron Rodgers meant that you had to appease Aaron Rodgers. You had to get the players around him that Aaron Rodgers wanted to. So I think it's a bit of a different situation. I don't think it's more a culture of the entire Jets organization as opposed to, say, the desperation or last gasp efforts, if you will, for Joe Douglas and Robert Sala to have success here in New York. Makes sense. Uh, We know that Josh Harris is big on analytics. The commanders on October 26th announced the hiring of Eugene Shen as the team's senior vice president of football strategy. He's running the commanders analytics. Uh, Safe to say that analytics will be a big part of commanders football operations moving forward. 
You would think so. I, I mean, it's going in that direction, and sometimes that can backfire. You know, just as say having a player, having player involvement, uh, or a player uh, invo- players involved in decision making. I mean, the Cleveland Browns went all in in analytics a couple of years ago, and, and it's not worked out. So, you know, with anything, whether it be analytics. You know, on game day, whether it be, you know, best player available in the draft, you've got to find some sort of happy medium. So I, I don't think that analytics, you know, hiring a guy who has an analytic background and incorporating analytics is a bad thing. I do think it's a bad thing when the analytics basically are the end all and be all and have the final say as to what your uh, lineup is going to be, what plays you're going to run, etc. Much more with Tony Pauline in moments, but if you enjoy Commander's podcast, check out BGO Blind Pig, the official podcast of BGObsession.com. BGO Blind Pig is a roundtable discussion of all things Washington Commander's football. Pull up a chair, pour a libation of your choosing, and join fellow fans for some passionate D.C. football discussion. You can find the BGO Blind Pig podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or on any major podcast provider. Make BGObsession.com the home for your burgundy and gold obsession and make the BGO Blind Pig podcast one of your weekly DC football listens. We're talking with Tony Pauline, consulting editor and NFL draft analyst for SportsKeeda.com about the future of Commander's football operations. So, Tony, as you know, there are a variety of front office setups that can work in the NFL. There is no one right way to do football operations. That said, in your opinion, is there a best way for an NFL front office to be set up? Yes, and that is to get the owner out of the decision-making. Because <laughs> a lot of these owners are not qualified to make football decisions. I-, I think what has to happen is, you know, unless you're the New York Giants who are having a lot of issues now, but have had a very successful pass, the Pittsburgh Steelers, where you are reliant on your football team, or your football team is your means of income, as opposed to say what, what the uh, you know what, what the Commanders went through with Daniel Snyder, where it was his pet boy. Same thing with the New York Jets, where you know they made their money elsewhere, and this was like a hobby. I think you've got to get the owners out of making decisions, whether it be you know coaching decisions or draft decisions. I mean, I remember reading stories about. Daniel Snyder flying around the country to scout quarterbacks. If you remember that story, Joey Harrington, whatever, you know, flying around the country to go go see games so he could scout quarterbacks. So, point being is, if you are if you are someone where you bought the team, you've got to put one guy in charge and get out of there. Let that person, put a football person in charge, person who knows how to run an organization from a football perspective in charge, and let that person make the decisions. That's basically what Robert Kraft did with Bill Belichick. And though it's sort of coming to its end now, they had incredible success. I mean, while Robert Kraft liked to hop in front of the camera, Robert Kraft was not making personnel decisions. He was letting Belichick do everything. And for the longest time, they had great amount of success. So unless you are a real football person as an owner, you know, you basically a Jerry Jones type, if you will. You know, it's not worked out for Jerry Jones incredibly well. You got to get one person in there as your president of football operations. Just let that person run the organization and stay the hell away. Let them do it. If it doesn't work out, well, you find somebody else. But I see with the Jets, with the Falcons, 
what the uh, Commanders fans went through with Daniel Snyder, you have these owners who are very successful at other businesses and, uh, and other ways of life who have no qualifications to make football decisions are making these huge football decisions which blow up in their faces. You bringing up New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick provides the perfect segue. Uh, You've been doing a lot of reporting on the Belichick situation. There has been a lot out there about Josh Harris possibly going after Belichick. Uh, Now, personally, I don't want that. Uh, Who knows if Belichick would even want that. But are you hearing anything on Josh Harris making a move for Bill Belichick? I've not heard it. First of all, it's going to be it's going to be all speculation right now because any move towards Belichick is tampering. So you really can't do that right now. Do I think Harris may look in that direction? Yes, he's a successful businessman. So he's going to want to look towards other successful people. And Belichick has been successful. I think it would be disastrous. I mean, because Belichick is at the end of his rope. No doubt about it. Uh, And, you know, he's going to come into a situation. Are they going to stick with Sam Howell? Are they going to look for another quarterback? You know, he's going to want, Belichick will likely want to be in a situation more so, say, like the Los Angeles Chargers, when they have, you know, an affirmed quarterback there, a guy that can win games rather than building it up. Now, could he come in as that personal, you know, that, that, that president of football operations, Bill Belichick? He could. The problem with Belichick, though, is, you know, he likes to, he, it, it's his way or the highway. You know, he gets involved in, Every or he had gotten involved in every single aspect of running the Patriots, and it worked well for a while. They had great success, but it seems to have run the, run run its course. So, do I think uh, Josh Harris will you know look into Bill Belichick? He may. I mean, it would. Be, I think he's going to basically turn over every rock. So that may be an avenue that he looks into. Uh, but I don't think it's good for for the owner or for the for Bill Belichick himself uh, for him to come and, and, and run and run the Commanders, whether it be as a general manager, whether it be as a coach, whether it be as a president of football operations. I think what's going to happen is as we get closer and closer to the off season, you're going to hear Bill Belichick's name. You know, associated with everybody because that's the hot name. That's the guy that's had the greatest success. As I wrote an article more than a month ago with Sportskeeda, his run with Patriots is, is coming to an end. So everyone's going to try and outscoop everybody else as to where Bill Belichick is going to be in 2024. You brought up Sam Howell. What was your opinion on Sam when the Commanders took him in the fifth round of the 2022 NFL Draft? And what do you think that the team might have in him? as a quarterback? Well, I, I thought it's great value to get Sam Howell in the fifth round. I mean, Sam Howell, prior to his very disappointing final year at North Carolina, when you went into the season, you thought of Sam Howell as a potential top 10 pick. Now, it didn't work out for Sam Howell that last year at North Carolina for a variety of reasons. It's been up and down in Washington, again, for a variety of reasons. Primarily, I mean, he, when I watch Washington, which isn't all that much. I'll be upfront and honest with you about it. But when I watch it, I see the guy get the crap beat out of him all the time, even though he keeps them in games for a while. He's got real good physical skills. There's no doubt about it. He can throw the ball. He's shown the ability to lead a team at the next level. I, you know, I don't know if he's just beaten up to the point where he's not going to be able to rebound. 
you got to protect a guy like Sam Howell, who's not your RPO, your prototypical RPO quarterback. And I, I think if they're going to, obviously, if, if they decide to keep Howell, that's got to be an emphasis. You know, get some offensive linemen in there, work on protection, and, and really, you know, overall do a better job of drafting. Regarding the 2024 draft, so the Commanders, as things stand right now, would have the number seven overall pick in the 2024 draft. If they do end up with a top 10, maybe even top five pick in the 2024 draft. How open should they be to taking one of the top quarterbacks in the draft? And I guess what I'm asking is, as things stand right now, how does Sam Howell compare with the top quarterbacks in the 2024 draft? Well, there's two top quarterbacks in the draft, and that would be Caleb Williams, who's probably going to be the first pick, and Drake May, ironically, from North Carolina, who's going to come off the board not too far uh, after Caleb Williams. Now, from the commanders, and you're drafting in the top six, and Drake May falls, you have to consider taking him. There's no doubt about it. I, I mean, he is, he's got better arm talent than, uh, uh, than, than Howell. He's had more success. He's had some bumps in the roads recently, as Howell did before he entered the draft, although a lot of it's not his fault. they got to consider it. I think any quarterback... After, after that, not named Shador Sanders, if you're looking at a top eight pick, is, is a bit of a reach. I think you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks selected in the first round, but I think it's going to be more because of need than it is because of just the great talent at the quarterback position. It's a very deep year at the quarterback spot. But what you find when you really break it down is, is you've got your two guys at the top, Caleb Williams and Drake May. Then it falls off, and you've got a cluster of guys, I think, from the bottom third of round one through the second day where you could grab a good quarterback in one of those uh, in, in, in that area. Of course, what we've seen for, what, the past 10 to 15 years are quarterbacks that are consistently overdrafted, over, overreached. You know, J.J. McCarthy of Michigan is a good quarterback. I'm told he's going to enter the draft. I just don't see J.J. McCarthy as a top 10 pick. He could go top 10 because a team could reach for him, but I just don't think he's got top 10 talent compared to the other uh, other players available. Yeah, I, I think Washington is in a situation where, for the most part, at many positions, they can go best player available. I know everybody wants the quarterback. Everybody needs the quarterback. But still, you know, Fajano of Penn State at left tackle. There are a bunch of other guys that they can come away with a real good player in the draft other than a quarterback if they got a top eight pick. Final question. Uh, you also, in your piece from last Thursday, had this on edge defender Chase Young, who the commanders on Halloween traded to the San Francisco 49ers for a third-round compensatory pick in the 2024 draft. Quote, I'm told Washington was done with Young and wanted him gone. The franchise was sick and tired of Young improvising and freelancing on the field rather than staying within the defensive scheme, and it let him know about it. End quote. That there were problems between Chase and Ron Rivera has become clear. What more can you tell us? What have you heard uh, about how bad things were between Chase and the commander's coaching staff? Yeah, I, I didn't put this in the article, but I was told that they berated him about it, that, that he was basically not staying with his assignments, with his responsibilities. He was doing what he wanted to do, and he was just berated about it before they shipped him off. I mean, they were sick and tired of, of the fact that, you know, he was more concerned about Chase Young than he was 
with the Washington Commanders, which is why, you know, they, they traded away a guy who was selected at the top of the draft for a third-round pick, you know, to a team that's probably going to be selecting in the bottom of each round. They just wanted him out, and, and I, I'm told that they let him know about their feelings towards him and the way he was just not playing team football. <laughs> wow, that is something. Great insight from Tony Pauline, consulting editor and NFL draft analyst for SportsKeda.com. Tony, thank you, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks. Happy holidays to you and all your listeners as well. Jeez, how about that from Tony Pauline on the Commanders and Chase Young? They berated him about their feelings about him prior to trading him. Uh, the Commanders Chase Young relationship quite clearly did not end well. Uh, if you run a business, uh, you obviously want your relationships with employees to go well. And so that's why if you own or run a company in Maryland, Virginia, or Washington, D.C., you should put BMC Insurance to work for you regarding insurance for your employees. BMC Insurance can assist you with designing and implementing group benefit plans for employees. These plans include group health, dental vision, and disability insurance. Go to insurancebmc.com. You'll be put in touch with the owner and president, Matt Brooks, a big Commanders fan, a loyal listener of this podcast. Make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. BMC Insurance uses cost-effective technology platforms to help employers manage employee onboarding and open enrollment periods. BMC Insurance conducts open enrollment meetings with its clients' employees via Zoom, a pre-recorded webinar, or an in-person meeting. And BMC Insurance is run by people, like Matt Brooks, who develop relationships with the employees of its clients so that the employees go to BMC Insurance with insurance carrier claim or billing issues, not you, the employer. You see... BMC Insurance takes the insurance burden off the employee and off the employer so that the employee and the employer can focus on what they do for a living and not insurance. BMC Insurance advises on strategies regarding implementing new group benefit plans and implementing employer contributions to these group benefit plans. Also, BMC Insurance can assist those who do not get health and dental insurance from their employers in obtaining health and dental insurance from the Maryland Health Connection and DC Health Link. And BMC Insurance understands how federal tax credits available through the Maryland Health Connection and DC DC Health Link work and benefit those who are eligible. The federal open enrollment period for those purchasing health insurance for themselves runs now through January 15th. If you own or run a company in Maryland, Virginia, or Washington, D.C., there is a better way to do insurance. Let BMC Insurance take how you do insurance for your employees to an elite level for both them and you. Put BMC Insurance to work for you. Go to insurancebmc.com, talk to Matt Brooks, and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. That's insurancebmc.com, and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Well, the Commanders game at the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving afternoon at 4.30 is the start of the stiffening of the Commanders schedule. The Commanders are playing four of the remaining six games in this 2023 regular season against teams currently in the top seven in the NFL in total DVOA for this regular season. Total DVOA being offense, defense, and special teams 
DVOA combined. DVOA stands for Defense Adjusted Value Over Average. Uh, It's the best stat for per play efficiency in the NFL for team offense, team defense, and team special teams. Uh, These four games are happening against three teams, the Dallas Cowboys twice, the Miami Dolphins, and the San Francisco 49ers. The Cowboys are number six in the NFL in total DVOA. The Dolphins are number seven, and the Niners are number two. Uh, So yeah, if you think that things are bad now with the Commanders at four and seven, uh, well, things may be about to get a lot worse. But of course, this is the NFL. And as we know, you never know. Uh, we on Tuesday had quarterback Sam Howell doing a pre-practice press conference that started shortly before 12 p.m. and head coach Rod Rivera doing a post-practice press conference that started late in the 3 p.m. hour. This was Sam on if it's hard to put aside all of the talk about Ron potentially being fired. I don't think it's hard. You know, I, I mean, obviously, you know, everyone knows the business we're in and you know, at the end of the day, if you're not doing your job, you know, there's, there's, you know, things will happen. Um, and, but, you know, us players, you know, coaches, I, I don't think anyone's really worried about it. You know, we're just trying to do everything we can on a daily basis. And, you know, the, the results are the results. You know, we try to do everything we can in our power to control what we can control and making sure we come in come in here each and every day and putting our all into this. Um, and I think everyone has throughout the year. And obviously, we've had some disappointing games, uh, but nothing changes. Um, we're going to come in here and give it our all every single day. And, you know, the results are, are, are what they are. Yes, they are. Uh, next segment, we'll talk commander's defense. Right now, we talk commander's offense. Only one of the commander's offensive players on the active roster did not practice at all on Tuesday afternoon. Tight end slash fullback Alex Arma. Uh, This due to a hamstring injury that had him inactive for the 31-19 loss to the New York Giants at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon. The only other active roster commander's offensive player who was not a full participant in Tuesday afternoon's practice was running back Antonio Gibson. He was a limited participant in practice due to the toe injury that had him inactive this past Sunday afternoon. Uh, For the Cowboys defense safety, J. Ron Curse did not practice on Tuesday due to a back injury. J. Ron Curse, the nephew of the Freak, a former NFL edge defender, Javon Curse. This game for the Commanders at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving marks the Commanders' first game against the Cowboys since the Sam Howell debut. The uh, 26-6 win over the Cowboys at FedEx Field this past January 8th, the game in which Sam made his NFL regular season debut. Here was Ron Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on if there's anything that the commanders can take from that game regarding this game at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Well, I think we can, just knowing that, you know, again, that was, you know, that was Dallas's first unit and, 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 uh, you know, they were still playing for playoff positioning. I mean, they were in, but it was all about positioning at that point. And so, you know, they came out and gave a good effort. And, and I thought, you know, Sam handled the situation pretty well. All right. This was Sam Howell on Tuesday on if he has taken a moment to appreciate how far he has come since that first game against the Cowboys. Yeah, honestly, not really. I haven't really thought much about that. And I just try to get do everything I can to take it one day at a time, one week at a time, and just try to get better each and every day, each and every week. Um, but I don't really, haven't really reflected much on um, on my growth. Um, but it's just one of those things where I'm, I'm in the moment now. We're in the season, so I'm just going to try to keep, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and keep trying to get better. Yeah, it would be silly for Sam Howell to talk about how far he has come. I mean, yes, he has come far, but it would not be a good look 
to talk about how far he has come uh, when he has played in just 12 NFL regular season games. And his team's record for this regular season is just four and seven. So good answer by Sam. But of course, the topic of growth and development is a big topic with the commanders right now. Uh, Thanks to Ron Rivera pounding (laughs) that talking point. Growth and development. Yes, Ron. Growth and development. Uh, We had some scheduled fun with that on Tuesday's show, episode 704. We later in Sam Howell's pre-practice press conference on Tuesday had this exchange between Commander's Insider J.P. Finley of NBC4 and Sam. You said that you're kind of in in the moment that you don't have time to reflect on the growth. Ron talks about the growth and development of the team a lot. I'm curious, does he speak with you about that and, and how you feel like it's going? Yeah, I mean, I think not only Ron, but, you know, all my coaches, you know, they pull me aside every now and then and tell me they think I'm doing some good things and tell me things that they think I've improved upon. Um, but for me, I just try to take it one week at a time and just keep trying to find ways to get better. I think when you spend too much time looking at how I've gotten better, it takes time away from how you could be getting even more better, you know. So I, I kind of spend my time and attention towards more ways to, you know, more, finding more ways to, to get better and finding more ways to help this football team. And that, of course, is exactly the right attitude. Uh, Sam Howell and the commander's offense on Thursday will be facing an excellent defense in that of the Cowboys. The Cowboys for this regular season are number three in the NFL in total defense per DVOA, number three in the NFL in lowest opponents' yards per play, number two in the NFL at lowest opponents' third down efficiency, and number two in the NFL in team sack percentage. Uh, The Cowboys defensive coordinator is Dan Quinn. He is doing a tremendous job. Sam Howell on Tuesday on the Cowboys defense. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, they have so many good players on that defense. You know, obviously Micah Parsons, and they do a really good job getting after the quarterback. Um, So you definitely got to have a really good protection plan against them. And, you know, they make it tough. Um, You know, the D.C. does a good job, you know, mixing up looks, getting in different coverages. Um, But they they have really good players, you know, all across the board. Going to be tough for Sam Howell and the commander's offense to bounce back uh, from their performance in the loss to the Giants this past Sunday afternoon. Sam in that game, one touchdown pass versus three interceptions. He averaged just 5.67 yards per pass attempt. He took four sacks and he quarterbacked a commander's offense that went just 5 of 13 on third downs. He was good as a runner, three carries for 35 yards and a touchdown, but the commander's streak of three consecutive impressive offensive games came to an end uh, in no small part thanks to committing a whopping six turnovers. Sam on Tuesday on what he takes from that loss to the Giants. Yeah, I mean, we just didn't didn't do the things that we needed to to win the game. Um, and I think obviously, you know, I thought we were the we're the better football team, but we didn't play that way on Sunday. Um, and when you turn the ball over like that, you're not going to win football games. Um, but, you know, it's a short week. Uh, we're not really worried about the, the, the previous game. We're focused on this one. Um, we got a good opponent this week, so we're excited about the matchup. Yeah, and uh, let's hope that this short week goes better for the Commanders than their last short week went. Uh, the Commanders' last short week gave us the 40-20 loss to the Chicago Bears at FedEx Field on Thursday Night Football in Week 5. Sam Howell on Tuesday on his process for, with the loss to the Giants, analyzing what went wrong and moving on. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I watched the game um, <clears throat> afterwards on Sunday, um, but it's just, it's one of those frustrating things to where, like, 
it's not like, you know, we got outplayed. We just didn't take care of the football. You know, we were moving the ball up and down the field. But, you know, I had the, I had the three interceptions. We had, I think, three fumbles. Um, and it was just, you know, we literally beat ourselves. Um, and so it, you can be at peace knowing that that's the reason you lost the game. Like, you, they didn't come in here and beat us. We, we beat ourselves. Um, but at the same time, you want to you got to try to fix those issues and make sure you're taking care of the football. But, you know, it's not like we – had to turn the ball over six times to learn that you can't turn the ball over. You know, you, we never plan on going in, into a game and, and you know, losing the ball six times. Um, it was just one of those things where it happened, and we just got to be better because of it. Yeah, and the Commanders this past Sunday afternoon outgained the Giants 403-292, won the time of possession battle by 9 minutes 42 seconds, and yet lost in convincing fashion. Why? the Commanders lost the turnover battle 6-0. Sam, on Tuesday, on why the team in the loss to the Giants committed six turnovers. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. You know, obviously, like I said, you never go into the game thinking you're going to fumble or thinking you're going to throw an interception. Um, but we just got to value the football more. Um, and, you know, I think some of those fumbles were on kind of second effort plays. And, you know, you just got to do a good job keeping two hands on it. And for me, I got to do a better job as far as, making better decisions with the football. Um, and, you know, I thought for the most part I made, like, the first interception. I didn't think it was a bad decision. I just think it could have been a little better throw. I could have give, given Diami a better chance. Um, and then the second pick, you know, I, I think if I didn't get hit, it would have been a completion. But at the same time, I, I have to know I'm about to get hit um, and make a smarter decision. And the last one, I just got to get the ball out of bounds. Um, so it's just there's all stuff you can learn from, um, but we'll be better because of it. Good synopsis by Sam Howell of his three interceptions in the loss to the Giants. Uh, Sam, for this regular season, is tied with Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen for the most interceptions in the NFL with 12. But Sam's interception percentage is much better than Allen's. Uh, Interception percentage is interceptions divided by pass attempts. Sam's interception percentage is 2.7 Allen's is 3.1. Sam has 60 more pass attempts than Allen has. Hey, if you're planning a big event, and you want the event to go exceptionally well, get with Catering by Uptown. Catering by Uptown is the DMV's number one catering service. Catering by Uptown is a family business that prides itself on its signature dishes and flawless presentations. And Catering by Uptown goes beyond just food. Catering by Uptown offers personalized consultation and event planning assistance that are outstanding, including venue coordination, custom catering menu selection from over a thousand delicious dish selections, and a day of event coordinator who will make sure that everything runs smoothly from putting together and executing a menu to picking linens to selecting an excellent florist. Catering by Uptown is committed to meeting your needs and exceeding your expectations. Whether you are having a wedding or a corporate event, an intimate gathering, or a gala, Catering by Uptown is the way to go. Visit cateringbyuptown.com and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Also know this, Catering by Uptown has job openings for the event waitstaff. No experience is necessary and you get paid in-house training. Great opportunity if you're looking for work. Visit cateringbyuptown.com That's cateringbyuptown.com. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. All 
right, let's talk Commander's defense in preparation for their game at the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving afternoon at 4.30. Four Commander's active roster defensive players did not practice on Tuesday afternoon. Corner Emmanuel Forbes Jr. due to an elbow injury that he suffered in the 31-19 loss to the New York Giants at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon. Edge defender James Smith-Williams due to a hamstring injury that had him inactive this past Sunday afternoon. Linebacker Kalik Hudson due to a back issue and linebacker Dijon Harris, uh, Scuda Harris, as he is known, uh, due to a quadriceps problem. Uh, also, defensive back Quan Martin was a limited participant in Tuesday afternoon's practice due to a shoulder issue. Uh, this matchup <laughs> of, of the commander's defense against the Cowboys offense. Should I even call this a matchup? Uh, but this matchup of the commander's defense against the Cowboys offense is on paper uh, what you would call a a mismatch. Uh, The Commanders have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. The Cowboys have one of the best offenses in the NFL. The Commanders for this regular season are 30th out of 32 NFL teams in total defense per DVOA. The Cowboys for this regular season are 10th in the NFL in total offense per DVOA. Uh, You know that thing that the Commanders defense this season has been especially bad at preventing explosive plays? Uh, Yeah, the Cowboys are great at generating explosive plays. If you define an explosive passing play as one of at least 20 yards, the Cowboys for this regular season are fifth in the NFL in explosive passing plays with 41, and that's despite having played just 10 games. Uh, Here was Commander's head coach Rod Rivera during his post-practice press conference on Tuesday afternoon on the biggest challenge for the Commander's defense. I think the biggest thing more than anything else really is just uh, explosive plays. I mean, C.D. Lamb is, is about as good a player as there is in this league right now. He's an explosive, dynamic player. Um, a lot of things that they do, you know, are, are surrounded around him. And, and so it's about, you know, being able to contain him, have somebody over the top, and just understanding, you know, where and, and how they're going to try and use him. Um, and then you've got to be careful. You spend too much time on him. They've got running backs that are dynamic runners, and you've got to pay attention to them because not only do they run the ball well, but they're also a threat with the ball uh, you know, thrown to them. And um, you know, tight end has always been a part of what they do offensively, and they've got enough offensive uh, firepower that you really have to be aware. Yes, you do. Uh, much more on Cowboys receiver C.D. Lamb next segment during rhyming keys. The Cowboys starting quarterback, as you may have heard, is Dak Prescott. He is having an excellent season. Dak, for this regular season, is number two among all qualified quarterbacks in the NFL in ESPN's total QBR, 73.9 QBR on a scale of 0 to 100. Dak, for this regular season, is number one among all qualified quarterbacks in the NFL. An overall grade for Pro Football Focus, 89.4 PFF grades on a scale of 0 to 100. Uh, Rod Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on why Dak is playing so well. Well, one of the things it looks like is he's getting the ball out of his hands quicker. And, and and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, some of the things that, that, that coach has done in terms of, you know, taking some of the things he did in, in Green Bay and implementing them. That coach uh, would be Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy, who was hired as Cowboys head coach in the same month that the Redskins hired Rod Rivera as head coach, January 2020. Uh, Mike McCarthy as Cowboys head coach has a regular season record of 37-23. and 23. Rod Rivera as Washington head coach 
as a regular season record of 26-34-1. The Cowboys offensive coordinator is Brian Schottenheimer, son of former Skins head coach and director of football operations Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer was the Skins quarterbacks coach for the 2001 season. But how about this with Dak Prescott? He is the current NFL QB1 with the longest tenure as his team starting quarterback. The Cowboys took Dak in the fourth round of the 2016 NFL Draft at a Mississippi State. Rod Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on Dak's longevity with the Cowboys. Well, um, I think early on, uh, Jerry Jones figured that's the guy he wanted. And so I think that when, 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 when the owner's all in and you know does that for his quarterback, it, it, that signals a, a pretty clear message to everybody that this is our guy unless something else, something crazy happens to him. It's an ideal in the NFC. So many of the QB1s are non-first-round quarterbacks, whereas in the AFC, so many of the QB1s are first-round quarterbacks. But yeah, the commander's defense. I mean, at this point, we are done anticipating the uh, annual in-season turnaround from uh, Washington's defense with Jack Del Rio as defensive coordinator. You know, we've been talking about Ron Rivera potentially being fired if the commanders get blown out at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Maybe if the commanders get blown out at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, Ron stays, but Jack goes. Uh, Any formula for a commander's win on Thursday uh, certainly would seem to require the defense playing its best game of the season. Here was Ron Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on trying to make it so that both the commander's offense and defense play well in the same game, i.e. complementary football. You try every every day. You, you try to get these guys to understand that, and 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 you do what you can. Um, but you know, each game has a personality, and and as it unfolds, you try to get things corrected during the game, and 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 hopefully, you know, going into a game like this, you know, our guys know what you know what's at stake. You know what the opportunity is. You know who your opponent is. Um, you know, it, it, it's really truly they're they're playing in one of the greatest football rivalries. Period. And so, you know, they they should understand. And 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 if they don't know it now, I, I think they'll learn. Um, especially the young guys, um, what this is really all about. Yeah, Washington versus Dallas. Uh, The rivalry, not what it was uh, for a lot of reasons, the biggest of which is Washington having not been good for so many of the last 30 seasons. Uh, But there also has been the thing of, in some of the recent seasons in which Washington has been good, the Cowboys have not been good. Uh, Also, the name change has hurt the rivalry. Uh, Redskins versus Cowboys meant a lot more to people than Commanders versus Cowboys. Bottom line, most Cowboys fans will tell you that the Cowboys' biggest rival is the Philadelphia Eagles, not the Commanders. But that doesn't mean that the Washington-Dallas rivalry can't be great again. And that doesn't mean that an improbable win by the Commanders at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving would not be a great sight to see. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, we all love the NFL and we all love pizza. So make Little Caesars part of your NFL game day. Little Caesars is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Order online during Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, which is one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. You can pick your favorite Little Caesars pizza. You can pick the toppings that you crave, kind of like picking players for your fantasy team, only with Little Caesars pizza you never lose. And Little Caesars offers convenient delivery as well as the in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. Well, as you may recall, one of the first things that leaked out about the Commanders' 2023 regular season schedule was that they were playing at the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving 2023. Well, here we are. Commanders at the Cowboys Thursday afternoon, Thanksgiving at 4.30. Uh, This marks the fifth time in eight seasons that Washington is playing on Thanksgiving. Washington from 2016 through 2020 played on Thanksgiving in four of five seasons, went two and two over those four games. Washington is four and eight all time on Thanksgiving. My friends, it is that time, the time to rhyme. Uh, It is time for Rhyming Keys, my keys to a commander's victory in rhyming fashion. Uh, These rhymes, they are not meant to be good. They are not good. Uh, These rhymes are only meant to make a few points. And in fact, I have a saying for this segment. The worse the rhyme, the better the time. And so let's have a good time. Here we go. Hardcore analysis combined with scheduled fun. A Thanksgiving edition of Rhyming Keys uh, for a Commander's win. This at the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. How do the Commanders win this game? We now rhyme the ways. Rhyming key number one. This is for the Commander's secondary. Don't let CD run free like a turkey. (laughs) Uh, Cowboys receiver CD Lamb. He is having a fourth consecutive good season, but this may be his best season. The Cowboys took him with the number 17 overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft out of Oklahoma. He, for this regular season, is tied with Philadelphia Eagles receiver A.J. Brown for number two in the NFL in receiving yards, 1,013. Lamb has an exceptional catch percentage of 77.9. He has 74 receptions on 95 targets. When quarterback Dak Prescott throws a pass to CeeDee Lamb, the result tends to be a reception. Uh, Now, CeeDee Lamb is dealing with an ankle injury, but he has become one of the best receivers in the NFL. And as you probably know, the commanders have had a bit of a problem with opposing teams' number one receivers this season. What was maybe as maddening as anything about the commander's defense in the 31-19 loss to the New York Giants at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon was how wide open 
Giants pass catchers so often were. Like, we can talk about the commanders allowing an undrafted rookie quarterback in Tommy DeVito to go 18 to 26 for 246 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions, but it's not like he was making one tight window throw after another. The breakdowns in coverage by commanders' defensive backs this season have been brutal. But of course, with CeeDee Lamb, even if you don't have breakdowns in coverage, He's still a tough cover. And please, let's not put Emmanuel Forbes Jr. on C.D. Lamb, okay? Let's not do the A.J. Brown thing with C.D. Lamb. Kendall Fuller or Benjamin St. Juice, those should be the corners who get C.D. Lamb. But rhyming key number one, this for the commander's secondary, do not let C.D. run free like a turkey. Rhyming key for commander's Cowboys number two, this is for commander's assistant head coach slash Offensive coordinator Eric the Enemy. Have a plan that is grand for Parsons and Bland. The Cowboys defense is the best defense that the Commanders offense will have faced this season. Two big reasons for the Cowboys defense being so good edge defender Micah Parsons and corner Deron Bland. Uh, Parsons, of course, has been great for the Cowboys since they took him with the number 12 overall pick in the 2021 draft out of Penn State. Parsons, for this regular season, is number seven in the NFL with 10 sacks and is number four in the NFL with 20 quarterback hits. He is coming off a monster game. Parsons in a Cowboys 33-10 win at the Carolina Panthers this past Sunday afternoon had the following stat line for Pro Football Focus. Nine pressures, six hurries, three stops, two and a half sacks, and a pass rush win rate of 40. Absolute dominance. Micah Parsons can wreck an offense, and Eric Bieniemy better have a good plan for handling Parsons. And then there is Duran Bland. Uh, what a season this guy is having. The Cowboys took Bland in the fifth round of the 2022 NFL Draft out of Fresno State. He, in this regular season, has six interceptions, including four pick sixes. Yeah, four pick sixes. He, over 27 career NFL regular season games, has 11 interceptions. Keep in mind, the Cowboys' top corner, Trayvon Diggs, is on the reserve entered list. He, in September, suffered a torn left ACL during practice, but Duran Bland is killing it for the Cowboys. His overall grade for pro football focus for this regular season is a sensational 91.1. PFF grades are on a scale of 0 to 100. Uh, the Cowboys' other top corners, Stephon Gilmore and Jordan Lewis, have not been nearly as good as Deron Bland has been this season. But Bland is having a tremendous season. And so, rhyming key number two, this for Eric Bieniemy: have a plan that is grand for Parsons and Bland. And rhyming key for Commanders Cowboys number three, this is for Commanders quarterback Sam Howell. In order to come through, play like RG3, and you know who. <laughs> uh, two of the best single-game quarterback performances in recent Washington history have been performances by Washington quarterbacks in Thanksgiving games at the Cowboys. Uh, Thanksgiving 2012, who could forget the Redskins' 38-31 win at the Cowboys, rookie Robert Griffin III, 19 of 27 
for 304 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. He took three sacks. He had seven carries for 29 yards. He quarterbacked the Skins team that won the second quarter 20 Eight nothing. Roberts' total QBR for that game was 87.6. Thanksgiving 2016, a 31-26 Skins loss at the Cowboys. So yes, this was a loss, but this was a loss due to the Skins' terrible defense that season. The Skins' a QB1 at the time. You know who? Don't worry, I won't say his name so as not to trigger people because saying his name triggers people in all kinds of ways. <laughs> but you know who? He was outstanding. 41 of 53 for 449 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. He took no sacks. His total QBR for the game was 87.2. There are so many reasons to believe that the Commanders will lose at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, but great quarterback play can change everything. Uh, Doesn't guarantee a win. Again, the Skins lost that 2016 Thanksgiving game, but imagine a world in which Sam Howell plays out of his mind in a big upset commander's win at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. National television, the game is going to do a massive rating. Imagine the Sam Howell hype. Imagine the howling from all of us Howellians if Sam plays very well in a shocking commander's win at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. And so rhyming key number three, this for Sam Howell, in order to come through, play like RG3. And you know who. All right, it is prediction time. The Commanders for Crab Sports plus 10 and a half. Uh, You know, the problem with this game from a commander standpoint is that Sam could play really well and the commander still could lose by double digits. Uh, The defense is so bad. Uh, Final score, Cowboys 41, Commanders 27. I do not think that the managing partner of our commanders, Josh Harris, wants to fire the head coach of our commanders, Ron Rivera, in season. But an ugly loss on Thanksgiving absolutely could result in Josh firing Ron. We are on Ron Rivera watch. Thursday night slash Friday morning, Uh, could be very eventful. We shall see. Well, time now for my underdog fantasy plays for Commander's Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Uh, Underdog Fantasy is offering a special offer to listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $100 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code Galdi, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, Galdi. One of the best aspects of Underdog Fantasy is its higher-lower plays. I have two higher-lower plays for Commander's Cowboys. The higher-lower total for receptions for receiver Terry McLaurin is four and a half. I like Terry to have higher than four and a half receptions. And a higher-lower total for tackles for Micah Parsons is three and a half. Uh, I'm going to go higher on that. Hey, Parsons could have three and a half sacks. (laughs) Never mind three and a half total tackles. So Terry McLaurin higher than four and a half receptions and Micah Parsons higher then three and a half total tackles. And all of this is through Underdog Fantasy. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. And Underdog Fantasy is offering a special offer to listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $100 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code GALDI. My last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI.
Let's talk some college basketball. A much-needed blowout win for Maryland on Tuesday night. The Terrapins improved to 2-3 and three this season with a 92-68 win over UMBC at Xfinity Center in College Park, Maryland, ending their three-game losing streak. Uh, the Terps' three previous games had been a 64-61 loss to Davidson in Asheville, North Carolina on November 10th in the 2023 Asheville Championship, a 66-63 loss to UAB in Asheville on November 12th in the Asheville Championship, and then a 57-40 loss at then number 21 Villanova this past Friday night in the 2023 Gavit tip-off games. Uh, you don't hang a banner for beating UNBC, but the Terps hopefully got some confidence back. Uh, the Terps in this game never trailed. They, in the first half, scored 57 points, the Terps' most points in the first half of a game since January 19th, 2010. Uh, Jameer Young, he in 29 minutes as a starter, went 1-3 three on threes, 4-10 on twos, and 9-11 of 11 on free throws. He finished with 20 points, 4 steals, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists versus 4 turnovers. Julian Reese, he in 26 minutes as a starter, went 5-10 from the field, all twos, and 5-8 of eight on free throws. He finished with 15 points, 13 rebounds, including 4 offensive boards and two blocks. Now, the Terps still did not shoot well. Uh, they went just six of 21 on threes, did go 25 of 47 on twos, but also went just 24 of 37 on free throws. But the Terps held UMBC to just five of 17 on threes and just 22 of 51 on twos and generated 23 UMBC turnovers. Here was Terps head coach Kevin Willard during his postgame press conference on Tuesday night. I'm still trying to get used to everything, but like I, I had no worries. I, we played bad. Nova played good. Um, I was I was really excited. I think the guys were really excited about just coming and playing at home. We've put, we played the, we played the least amount of Power Five home games of anybody in the country. So um, I thought it was important looking at this stretch, and this is what I talked to the team after Nova was like, "Hey, we got we have a 12 game stretch where we're home. We got to take advantage of that going into Big Ten play." and um, the way they came and practiced the last two days, it just gave me a lot of confidence. All right, next up for Maryland, home to South Alabama Saturday night at 7. Also on Tuesday was another win for number 22, James Madison. The Dukes improved to 5-0 with an 82-76 win over Southern Illinois and Riviera Maya, Mexico on Tuesday evening in the 2023 Cancun Challenge. First 5-0 start to a season for JMU since the 1981-1982 season. How about that? Uh, Terrence Edwards Jr., he in 32 minutes as a starter, went 9-12 from the field, all twos, uh, and 6-10 on free throws. He finished with 24 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists versus 3 turnovers and 3 steals. Next up for James Madison, a game versus Fresno State in Mexico, Wednesday night at 8.30. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. So no show for Thursday due to it being Thanksgiving, but there will be a show 
for Friday, what will be episode 706, and it will provide you with in-depth reaction to and analysis of whatever happens for the Commanders in their game at the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving afternoon at 4.30. Will we have a head coaching change for the Commanders to talk about? Uh, Also on Friday's show, Goldilocks college football previews and picks for the teams of the Mid-Atlantic region, the games that I'll be discussing, Maryland at Rutgers Saturday afternoon at 3.30, Virginia Tech at Virginia Saturday afternoon at 3.30, number 25, Liberty at UTEP Saturday afternoon at 3.30, James Madison at Coastal Carolina Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Navy at SMU Saturday at noon. And on Friday's show, we'll talk Capitals, Wizards, and college basketball. The Caps host the Buffalo Sabres Wednesday night at 7. The Wizards are at the Charlotte Hornets Wednesday night at 7. Number 22, James Madison versus Fresno State in Mexico Wednesday night at 8.30. Number 24, Virginia versus West Virginia. Fort Myers, Florida Wednesday evening at 6. And Virginia Tech versus Boise State in Orlando, Florida Thursday night at 8. Have a great Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you on Friday. We're um, a, a week away from Thanksgiving. What is your favorite Thanksgiving tradition, or what, what do you like, enjoy most about Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? We're talking about Thanksgiving now? 